Hey guys, welcome to a segment of the Grind Never Stops podcast. We've been gone for a while, but now we are back recording a segment. So as you guys know, in our last segment, the Milwaukee Bucks turned NBA champions against the Phoenix Suns, who the Suns had a 2-0 lead in the NBA Finals, and they couldn't get it done against the Bucks as the Bucks won four consecutive games to be a champion once again for the first time in over 50 years. And Giannis Antetokounmpo shocked everyone. He was injured against Brooklyn. He got scared, but he came back. He shot free throws. And that's what Ben Simmons, and we'll talk about Ben Simmons in just a minute, but Giannis Antetokounmpo, one of his weakness wasn't just shooting the mid-range or shooting the three or the pull-up three. It was shooting free throws. He was known for shooting less than 50% from the free throw line. And what did he do in game six, gentlemen? What did he do in game five? He knocked down his free throws. And that's how you become a champion is playing defense, playing the way and the role that you're supposed to play and the weakness that you have always been known for and you beat that weakness and that's where you got to applaud Giannis Antetokounmpo but he's getting too much respect because in the in the last 10 NBA finals there has been injuries there has been a lot of injuries. Example, the 2015 NBA Finals, Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving was out. And the worst did not get much, res- much respect that Giannis Antetokounmpo's Bucks did. In 2016, Iggy, Curry were not healthy. And the Cavs won after being down 3-1. And, but they didn't get the kind of... They did They get a lot of respect, but they didn't get the respect that they gave Giannis. Because Giannis played an injured James Harden. Did not play a Kyrie Irving. It was all about KD Kevin Durant. He averaged close to 40 points a game. Even that wasn't enough. But I'm not giving excuses that, okay, the Bucs did it. No, I'm respecting and applauding the Milwaukee Bucks. But if you're going to give him that much respect, if you're going to be on his tip every single game in the finals, then you should have respected when the Cavs won in 2016, when the Warriors won in 2015. Or when the Toronto Raptors, the lone Canadian team who will be, we'll, we will be talking about in just a moment, they didn't get this. They didn't even get, they got the lowest respect ever by an NBA champion. And yes, KD got injured. And he did not play, barely play in the whole playoffs. He played a half of a game and that was a game five which the Warriors won. And Clay 
got injured in in the third in the end of the third against the Raptors in game six. And yes, he didn't play game three, but he did play game one. He did play game two. He did play game four. He did play game five. And he played half of nearly most of game six. And even then, they didn't get this, the respect they gave because they beat one of the best point guards in NBA, one of the best defensive players at that time in Draymond Green. And they still, Clay played. You got. People, when the Raptors won the title, they thought just because Clay got in game six, he did not play in the whole NBA Finals. Well, you guys are a bunch of bums and idiots and stupid that don't know basketball. Clay Thompson played the most of games of game six and the NBA Finals. He did not play the fourth in game six and did not play in game three. But he played most of the finals so all this jump oh like even even clay said if we if i wasn't injured it wouldn't be a different story but when you were playing you guys were losing because game one they lost game four they lost and game six they lost but you still played and injuries happen all the time, but you can't disrespect an NBA champion from Toronto, Canada, who came in the league in 1992. You got to give the respect that they deserve because Kawhi played his bum off. Kyle Lowry played one of his best playoff runs as he ever played. Ibaka, Pascal Siaka. Everyone played well, and they didn't get the same respect as the Bucks did because the Bucks did not play a team with key injuries. Yes, Darius Sarge was injured, but he is not a key player for the Suns. But the Bucks played the Brooklyn Nets, who had an injured James Harden. We'll talk about Harden in just a moment. An injured so all that they didn't get the same respect the Bucks got too much respect because the Cavs the Warriors the Spurs the Heat the Oklahoma City Thunder and now the Raptors in 2019 the Lakers last season they did not get the same amount of respect that the Bucks got because they thought automatically Giannis is the best player in the world. No, he's not the best player in the world. You can't be the best player in the world and sh- shoot 14 times in the NBA Finals. And yes, he won. But he's not the best player in the world. We both know who's the best player in the world. Is a small forward from Cleveland, Ohio, who plays for the Los Angeles Lakers. And that's LeBron James. The only time Giannis is going to be close as being the best player of the world is when LeBron James is not in the league anymore. But LeBron James is the best player in the league. Everyone's building super teams because of LeBron James. So Jan does not make you a best player in the world for winning a title. It does not. 
you still have a weakness. And we will see what the Milwaukee Bucks will do. They lost Gary Forbes, who is playing well and shooting three-pointers when Middleton was on the bench, was Giannis was injured. And you look, P.J. Tucker, their best defense, one of their best defensive players in these playoffs, and he's out of here. And yes, you got George Hill. But what is George Hill going to give you? What has he done? He hasn't proven that he's done something. The only thing he proved in the playoffs that with the Cleveland Cavaliers, he missed the key free throw in game one in the 2018 NBA Finals. But that, like, this is the problem with free agency and veterans. If you sign with a new team, they don't look at your resume. They don't care if you're a 10 time champion or a 16 time all star. No. Does not mean you sign with a new team and they're just going to give you the starting life like that. You won't get it, George. You got to earn your spot. And we both know that Drew Holiday won't go to the bench beside George. But I'm just telling you guys that just because you sign with a championship team or you sign with a runner-up team does not make you an automatic starter, which we will talk about Victor Oladipo, who missed all of these playoffs with an injury. Missed the end of the playoffs with injury. Missed the whole season when he was with the Pacers before he got traded to the Miami Heat at the NBA trade deadline this past season. So Victor Oladipo resigned because nobody wanted him right now because he's injured and Victor Oladipo is happy in Miami. But does not mean that you're going to start as they don't care if you're hydropic of the magic that you were in a small prime with Russell Westbrook in OKC or with Indiana. Does not matter. The, the positions are not just given to you. You have to earn them. So Victor Oladipo has got to use this offseason to get him back to be healthy. And he's got to prove to Eric Spolster and the Miami Heat that he will start over Duncan Robinson or Tyler Hero. So every spot, like Igudala, you think they're going to put Igudala at the starting lineup? No, they won't. He's got to earn that position. They all put him on a bench, but he's got to earn those minutes because all the bench players, they worked hard last season. So they have to earn the spot. The spot won't just give it to you just like that. You got to earn and you got to grind. You can't run away from the grind because things won't, things won't be given to you just like that. You have to earn. The Milwaukee Bucks might have help from the referees because Giannis Antetokounmpo had more free throws than the whole entire Suns team in game five and game six. But that's not an excuse, but sometimes it's just given to you, but most of the time you have to earn the trip to the finals. You got to earn your spot in the starting lineup. But guys, let's talk about, before we talk about free agency, we want to talk about the trades and 
most of the trades were signed in trades. So we'll talk when we finish the trades. But the trade that I didn't understand was why did the Pelicans, I mean, why did the Grizzlies get rid of the Lithuanian Lightning, Jonas Valanciunas, to the Pels for a guy that's not a shooter? who's not a great offensive player, who's a great defensive player, and for a point guard who got shipped off from Milwaukee for being a bum, for doing nothing on both ends of the floor for the Bucks, and you got rid of those guys, and you wanted those guys for a guy who was your second best player for the Memphis Grizzlies, and that was Jonas Valanciunas. Obviously, number one was Ja Moran, but I don't get it. Why would you trade Jonas Valanciunas? Do you really want it, that sixth pick? You never know if he's, if he's going to prove to you that he deserves the starting spot. Because Jaron Jackson Jr. has been injured last season. And when he came back, he wasn't that relevant. He wasn't that relevant. So I think it was a mistake trading Jonas Valanciunas to the Pels. But for the Pels, it was a big win. Because Steven Adams, it was not a great team for the Pels. Because, you know, Lonzo, Ben Ingram, Zion, JJ Redick when he was there. Like Steven Adams was just out of, he was always out of the picture. And we, he thought that maybe going to New Orleans could make him more, can people trust him more on the offensive end or the defensive end? But he was not happy for sure, but it's not true. I'm not telling that Steven Adams is saying that he's not happy, but you could see that he's not happy that he did go to management and say, what's my role here? Because I know it's all about, Zion Williamson, Zoe, and Ben Ingram. Because when Ingram was struggling, you didn't come to me and say, let's give you some touches. Because you don't need to be a jump shooter to be an impact on the offensive end. Look at Giannis Antetokounmpo. So Steven Adams going to New Orleans was not that great. And he wanted to test it out. But we knew that Steven Adams was gone. But I didn't think that they would get Jonas Valanciunas for those bums. And Eric Bledsoe, the second guy that the Grizzlies got, I still don't get it. Because the Grizzlies, they got great players. And the Grizzlies has made some horrible moves. So you get rid of Jonas Valanciunas, your second best player. And you get rid of one of your best three-point shooters in Grayson Allen. And yes, Grayson Allen has had problems with with other teams, picking up technical fouls and useless flagrant fouls. And he hasn't been super consistent. But at the end of the year, he was consistent. And he was one of your best three-point shooters outside of Anderson and Ja Morant. So these moves, I don't do not get it why they made it. Because they lost... They're, they're literally second best player on the team. Their best center in Jonas Valanciunas. And you got Steven Adams, who's 
Jonas is a much better uh, offensive player than Steven Adams. Like, I would take Jonas over these two bums because Bledsoe, what has he done in New Orleans? He went 23 games without scoring more than 10 points. He hasn't been doing the way he was when he was with the Phoenix Suns and his first year with the Bucks. But he didn't do much for the Pels. So for the Grizz, I don't understand why they made this move. But we'll need to see how the, that pick turns out to be. Um, but we will see. But for the Pelicans, it's a it's a good guy to have in JV. But the thing is that JV recently signed the extension with the Grizzlies. So obviously, he must be pissed. Be like, okay, I made my commitment to stay here. And then you trade me. Loyalty with the team has been so horribly in these couple of years, but Jonas Valanciunas is a good player and he will be great for the Pels because now the Pels lost Zoe, but they got Devontae Graham from Charlotte. So it's a great move for the Grizzlies, but I don't uh, for the Pels, but I have no clue why they would make such a move. It's the same reason I had when the Rockets trade Clint Capella, who's now balling with the Hawks, who recently made the conference finals, lost to the Bucs in six. But the other trades that went up is between the Lakers and the Wizards. And this trade, gentlemen, is like, as a, as a LeBron fan, which I am, I'll take it. I, I got rid of a bum named Kyle Kuz, who has struggled all season long, struggled all playoffs long. The only games he was good is when the games didn't matter. KCP was, okay, he's a great shooter, great shooter. And Montrez Harrell, who was a candidate for six men of the year, a former six men of the year award winner, a former nominee, back-to-back nominee for the six men, Montrez Harrell, who was a bench player in this season. He was, even though he didn't win, he was the best six man of the National Basketball Association. The only piece that I wish they used more last season and in the playoffs is Montrez Harrell, who barely played against the Suns. And that hurt him because LeBron was resting. AD was injured. Who was there making shots? No one, no one was making shots for the Lakers. But I still don't understand why the Washington Warriors made this move for Russell Westbrook. We're talking about a dude who's the only player to have the most triple doubles in the season in NBA history. The last player to have 20 points, 20 rebounds, 20 assists in a game. A triple double machine. He might not be the shooter that KCP is. But it's Russell Westbrook. We're talking about Russell Westbrook. One of the best point guards. 
top 10 point guards, one of the top 10 pass first point guards in this decade. And you get rid of him, and the only piece you get back was a first round pick. And that won't matter because the Lakers are not a bum basement team. So that pick will turn out to be a 30th overall pick or 29, which the last time you saw a great player getting drafted by the top five teams, probably never, never. So that draft pick does not do anything. And Kyle Kuzma has been a bum all season long. What has he done all season long, gentlemen? Nothing. He has done nothing all season long. He has done nothing, gentlemen. So we knew Kuzma was going to be shipped. And after KCP's struggle last year, we knew he was out of the door. And also Montrez Harrell. So I knew these three guys were out of here. But it sounds funny that the only team that wanted to accept that trade, if they got rid of their Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal was averaging 28 points last season. But Bradley Beal was scoring more. He was averaging 33 points a game. He had 40-point nights, 60-point nights, 50-point nights. Russell Westbrook made Beal better and made the other teams around him. Did the Washington Wizards make the playoffs last season? No. But did the Washington Wizards make the playoffs this season? Yes, they did, and they lost to the Sixers. But they made the playoffs. And that's funny that you trade three bums for one of the best triple-double player to ever play in the game of basketball in NBA history for three bums. Like, I don't, on the Washington Wizards sides, I don't understand. You trade Wall, you get Russ. And now you trade Russ, you don't even get a point guard back. You get KCP, Contavious Caldwell Pope. You, you get Cal Kuzma, who's been struggling all season long. And you get Montrez Harrell, who's a bench in the first round, was benched in a lot of games. And Montrez Harrell never gave up. He kept playing and playing and playing. He didn't care. Bench, bench, I don't care. I'm going to do my best. And that's why his value never went down. The only thing his value went down is when he was benched when they played the Suns. In the first round, which they lost in six. So this trade for the Lakers side, oh, this is just money in the bank. Because for me, getting putting Russell Westbrook with LeBron James, it's going to be nice to see because now LeBron won't be defensive rebounding. And offensive rebounders before, which will make LeBron have more shots. He will average more points than he did last season. And that might change because we both know this is not Russell Westbrook's team. But LeBron James have gave keys to the city he has played with before. 
Example, the Cleveland Cavaliers. When Kyrie got drafted, LeBron came a couple years later. But LeBron wasn't ball hogging. He literally gave Kyrie Irving the key to the city of Cleveland. And he was getting all the shots. Go look at the numbers. Kyrie Irving averaged more shots. Double the shots on what LeBron was getting in the regular season, in the playoffs, first run, second run, third run, and the NBA Finals. And people are criticizing that LeBron James and Russell Westbrook won't coexist because they're both bogs. First of all, LeBron James is not a ball hog. If you think LeBron James is a bogger, you need to get drug tested. LeBron James has never been known as a ball hogger. He has never been known for shooting 50 shots like the, like what this year's players are shooting, like the Harns, the Westbrooks. But LeBron James was never known to be a ball hogger. So LeBron James has always, and before I continue, everyone criticizing that LeBron cannot play with Russell Westbrook. Because they need shooters, and he's not a shooter. But guess what? Mo Williams was never a shooter, and they made the NBA Finals. Dwayne Wade was not a three-point sniper, and they still made the NBA Finals, and they won. At that moment, Kyrie Irving was not a super master from the three-point shooting, but he was getting inside. And doing his shimmy sham crossover. George Hill was never a sniper, but they made the NBA Finals, didn't they? Ray John Rondo was never a three point shooter, and they made the NBA Finals and they won the NBA Finals two seasons ago in the bubble. So it does not matter who's on the point guard. Even if it's Russell Westbrook or Steve Nash or Magic Johnson or Kobe, LeBron James will always get it done. He will stay locked in. That's why he's the best player in the game. Not Giannis. He's the best player in the damn game. He's probably the best player of all time catching up Michael Jordan soon. But does not matter if Russell Westbrook is not a sniper. LeBron James always gets it done with legit point guards. Kyrie, Russell Westbrook. And it's the second time in LeBron James' teams that he will be playing alongside an elite point guard. And if you guys think that Russell Westbrook is not an elite point guard, you guys need to be drug tested as well. Because Russell Westbrook is an elite point guard. He's not one of the greatest point guards in, in this league. No. But he's an elite point guard. He can average 30 assists in this league. He can average 20 points, 20 rebounds if you want to. And that's where Russell Westbrook is probably going to get to that feat. Like I told you, they might have a different game plan. To have LeBron stop defensive rebounding, let AD getting the rebounds with Russ, and have Russ AD having some connections, 
but LeBron will be just there chilling, chilling, chilling. But when the playoff starts, it will be a catastrophe for other teams. Because the regular season, you won't see Braun like trying so hard because he doesn't need to try hard and they'll be first place. They were first place, but LeBron and AD both got injured. And Kuzma was, he was a bum, playing like a bum, wasn't doing anything for the Lakers. So the Lakers, you got to watch out for the Los Angeles Lakers because they're going to do something big this season because they did sign Carmelo Anthony. They did sign a player that the Miami Heat made a mistake of letting go, and that's Kendrick Nunn, the point guard. They got Malik Monk. They got former Laker and defensive player Trevor Ariza. So the Lakers are going to be a beast in the West. And now it just, you got to make sure that everyone's healthy. In the season, everyone's healthy in the playoffs and the NBA finals. And the Lakers will be crowned NBA champions, it looks like now. But I don't want to give my prediction that early. But as of right now on paper, I don't see anybody else beating them. Because for the Brooklyn Nets, I know James Harden was interested, but James Harden has a history of choking in the plot, in which we will pause and we'll talk about in just a moment. Because now it's time to congratulate Kyle Lowry for an amazing season in Toronto. Big nine season for the Toronto Raptors. And yes, his last season wasn't as great, but he was averaging 17.4 rebounds, seven assists. But Lowry has had a great season, and it's now time to applaud. And the Toronto Raptors made a great move that they announced that they will retire Kyle Lowry, number seven, number when he retires. But Lowry has had a great season. What he's has a great career with Toronto. What has he done for the city of Toronto has been amazing. Off the court, on the court, he's had horrible games but he's had big games and he and he was the end of his prime he could still get it done i'm not saying no but he was the end of his prime and he did a lot for the franchise of the raptors and it's time for people to give his respect because he left the raptors as an nba champion and this is why i was telling you guys that the Toronto Raptors did not get much respect as the Bucks did. But no one got respect other than Kawhi Leonard. It was all about Kawhi, Kawhi with his club. It wasn't just Kawhi Leonard. Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry, Norman Powell, Serge Ibaka, Jeremy Lin, Chris Boucher. Everyone played a key part of that championship team. And this is why he will be the greatest Raptor of all time. Vince Carter, in his prime, the beginning, he wasn't a great three-point shooter until he played with the New Jersey Nets. And he didn't big big shots as much as he did in Toronto. He made a lot of big shots in New Jersey. And he has played from big amount of teams. But Vince Carter, at the start of his prime, 
didn't want to play for the Raptors. And he did not take the Raptors. He took the Raptors a couple playoffs here and there, and that's all. But he didn't take the Raptors to division winners. He didn't take him to the conference finals. He didn't take him to the championship series. He didn't win a title. He wasn't loyal. And he left Vince Carter. And you, you appreciate him that wish he stayed, played one last year in Toronto, but things happen. But Vince Carter is not the greatest Raptor of all time. He was a good Raptor for a significant time in the 2000s. But he won't be the greatest. He might be top five, but he won't be the greatest Raptor of all time. Tracy McGrady was barely entering his prime and he wanted out. Chris Bosch still in his prime and he wanted to leave. He didn't, he was running away from the grind. And this is where in this podcast, we don't run away from the grind. We, we say to ourselves, the grind never stops. We keep grinding until we get to our goal. But Chris Bosch left Toronto. No one was happy that he left Toronto in that way. After missing a wide open layup against the Warriors to make the playoffs back in 2009. He left in a super bad note. He was struggling, even though he was averaging 24 points, 11 rebounds, and 62% from the field. But in the big games, he choked when they made the playoffs in 2008 and when they played the Orlando Magic and they got swept. When they played the Nets, they got swept. But he choked. He ch- Chris Boss choked and he left in a super bad way after missing the playoffs at 41 wins and 41 losses. After he missed a wide open layoff after a pass from Sonny Weems, they play against the Warriors before the Curry and the Clay. And he missed that shot. And you leave in that way and saying, I can't do it here. But guess what? The Raptors won without you. So you're like Chris Bosch. I I love, I always loved Chris Bosch. But I always have, I always respect CB4, but it just he left, it just killed it. But I still respect Chris Bosch for what he's done for the Raptors. But he was in his prime, and if he stayed, he could have got it done. And he could have waited a couple seasons, got the Rosen in his prime. Got, imagine Kalo, the Rosens, Chris Bosch. That team would have been dirty. And remember when Kobe said, if Vince Carter, T-Mac, and Bosch all stayed, they would have played the Lakers and they probably had a chance to win. But Chris Bosch left. So he is not the greatest Raptor of all time. He might be a good Raptor. Kyle Lowry won a championship. He did what he was brought for, was to be a bulldog on both ends. 
but he brought a city and he made a promise that I will bring a title to this city. And he done it. And the Rosen will be a greatest rap, will be a greatest rapture because he did not want to leave. The GM shipped him. And maybe you thought, okay, if he really loves the raps, he could have signed with them this offseason. But in his career, he wants to move in a different direction. And he doesn't want to go through where he's balling out, signing extensions, and then you, they just trade him. He doesn't want to go through that again. So for the Raptors, we want to thank here at Grand Never Stops for all the things that Kyle Lowry has done to the city of Toronto and that what he will do for the Miami Heat, time will tell. Because Kyle Lowry will be a key piece for the Miami Heat, but we need to see how that's going to work out with Jimmy Butler, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, P.J. Tucker. So they need to have a good chemistry because there were rumors that DeMar could join his buddy in Miami. But DeRozan is going to a different direction. He's not chasing that ring. He doesn't want to form a super team even though that's not being a super team, but he doesn't want to, he wants to be the man of a franchise and grind to be a title because where he went before we go to the Bulls, this is our last uh, words for Lowry. We want to thank what he's done to the city and the franchise of the lone Canadian team. He won a title. So we're not mad that he dipped. And he's going to Miami Heat, but thanks, Kyle Lair, for what you did to the franchise. And good luck with your future. But now, for the Bulls. The Bulls were missing a lot of key pieces. And Thaddeus Young was a good piece for the Bulls last season. But you have to give up some something to get something better. Because we both know that Martha Rosen is 10 times better on both ends than Thaddeus Young. Thaddeus Young might be a better three-point shooter than DeMar, but DeMar can get can do everything on the on the floor. DeMar DeRose is a mid-range king. But the problem with him is the problem with him is that he chokes in the pub, but we'll see what he's gonna do with his boy Zach Levine. And they also got a great defensive point guard who's improved his three-point shooting, who had his best career season, and the Pulse did decide to get rid of him and replace him with Devontae Graham. And that's a mistake for the Pulse. But, you know, with the salary cap, Lonzo wanted more. But Lonzo did not want it to return. I don't think he wanted to return to New Orleans. Because it was all about Zion and Ingram. And that team is theirs. But now, Lonzo Ball has a chance to take over. Because Zach has been taken over. DeMar will take over. But DeMar has been known for taking a step back to improve his other skills, which he has improved his playmaking. He has improved his playmaking. So that and that's what you like. So for the Bulls, will they make the playoffs or no? Right now, yes, they will. But time will tell because injuries happen, chemistry issues. But Zach Levine, DeMar DeRose, and Lonzo Ball 
were never known for having problems. They were never known for having problems in the locker room. So we need to see what's going to happen with the Chicago Bulls. Next, gentlemen, is we want to talk about more point guard Ben Simmons. I, I don't know if it's true or not, but we heard that Chris Move reported that Simmons doesn't want to go to Toronto, doesn't want to go to Portland. He's ignoring Joel Embiid's calls. If it's true, Ben Simmons, like I told you, you are a bum. You shot four times in the conference final in game seven. You were scared to shoot against a 6-1 point guard, against a 6-6 shooting guard in Kevin Herter and Trey Young, respectively, and think that you have the choice of all this. No, you do not. The team has the choice of where you're going. Because if you trade to a team and you don't show up, you will get suspended and you will lose money and you will pay a certain fine. So Ben Simmons needs to shut the hell up and improve his skills. Instead of going on Twitch and playing some Call of Duty and not focusing on his basketball skills, he needs to stop doing that and focus on his basketball skills and stop being afraid during the NBA playing for a contending team. You were one of the best teams in the NBA. You were the top team in the Eastern Conference. You got to find ways to improve your skills. Not go on Twitch streaming games or talking to a reporter and saying you don't want to play for the Blazers, for the Raptors. You don't got that choice, Ben Simmons. And you thought... That your no your value is like 10 first round draft picks, Dame CJ and Nurkic. No, you're not. Your value has gone down. Especially after these NBA playoffs. Your value has gone all the way down. So you need to improve your skills and you need to shut the hell up and stop complaining that you don't want to go to Toronto. You don't want to go to Portland and you only want to go to Cali. You're don't don't for one second think that the Sixers will will get ten draft picks for you. That won't happen. That's a that's a thing that the Sixers are not using their brain for. You cannot trade four first round draft picks for a bum that shoots four shots in the Eastern Conf- in the in the Eastern Conference semis against the Atlanta Hawks. Against a 6-1 point guard, Trey Young. That is unbelievable. But free agency has been great, but there has been a lot of rumors. And today was reported that the deals between Lonzo Ball and Kyle Lowry were made out of tampering. And... We don't know what's going to happen because everyone tempers nowadays, but they need to make the uh, punishment more because I'd be shocked if they decline and the deal falls through between both uh, trades. That's going to hurt them, but I don't think that will happen because everyone's been tempering. 
the Lakers were tempering because they were rumored that Russell Westbrook went to see AD and LeBron at LeBron's house before free agency started. And that's obviously tempering, but you got to realize that they're also best friends. So I don't know if this tempering stuff is true, but you got to believe what you got to believe, right? But uh, this is the first episode of the off NBA offseason recap. We will do one next week and make sure to tune in to my boys podcast in which I will appear next Thursday at Potty Mouth Sports. You can check me out over there and you can subscribe to his channel on YouTube and follow him on Twitter and Instagram. But guys, that's about it for today. We will be talking about more because we ha- we didn't do all the free agency deals, but time has been up. But uh, make sure to tune in the next couple of days as we will uh, do another recap of free agency and we'll recap, uh, try to recap every team, what they're missing, what they got and what they should do and their grade for this off season. Um, but before I finish, I would like to tell you guys that there were two moves in National Hockey League that I did not like. The first move was the Oilers signing Darnell Nurse to a big-ass contract. The Oilers really think that Darnell Nurse is one of the best defensemen in NHL. No, he is not. What has he done for the Oilers? Nothing. He hasn't done nothing. And that guy is the guy they trade. They wanted to get rid of, and now they extend him to a big-ass $8.7 million a year. That is too much money for a defenseman that's not even that good. But, you know, it's the Oilers. they always known for making bad moves, like getting rid of Jordan Eberle. Nikolai Yakupov, Taylor Hall, who's balling a couple seasons. Well, he was balling with the Devils a couple seasons, and now he re-signed with the Bruins. So that is bad move because they always they could use that money to get a player that's going to help them because now they're on a playoff curse. Like the Maple Leafs, who decide to let Zach Hyman walk. And there were two parts about this letting him walk that was good and bad. The good thing is Zach Hyman doesn't deserve that much money. He scored 18 goals, 22 assists last season with the Leafs. He was probably their top five, top five forward. But he doesn't deserve that much money. Come on. And that was the good part. But like, if he wanted that money, might as well him walk. Get out of here. But the bad part is, he was he was a great checker for the Leafs. He was a great player for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Other than Austin Matthews, Nylander, Marner. He was, and then Jason Spezza, Zach Hyman was a great player. He was, it wasn't showing up on the score sheet, but he was a great player. So if he wants, if they always want to give him that money, go ahead. You already gave 
2,000 million dollars to a defenseman that that's not even close to being a great defenseman. He might be a stay-at-home defenseman, but he doesn't deserve that much money. So if Zach Hyman wants to go to Edmonton, go ahead. But we'll talk about more about the NHL and the NBA in our next episode. So make sure to tune in. And don't forget, gentlemen, to check us out on YouTube. We currently have 250 subscribers. So make sure to check us out. You can also donate to our PayPal. The email will be in the description. If you want to donate anything, will be and will be appreciated. So subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And don't forget to check our homies, our neighbors podcast, DJ Brando in Potty Mouth Sports. You can check him out. But don't forget to subscribe, follow us, and obviously donate if you can and share. And also check us out on Instagram. All of our videos will be also on Instagram as well. We'll on Spotify and so this is the first episode of the NBA offseason recap. We will have more in the coming days. So thanks for tuning in. This is your host, DJ Joe. Mamba out.